You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. It's live from the table, the official podcast of New York's famous comedy seller on Raw Dog XM, Channel 99, Sirius Radio. This is Dan Natterburn. Actually, Noam is here today. Usually when I do the introduction, it's because Noam's not here. He is here. He's he's busy doing something at his computer, but uh, he'll be with us in just two seconds. But we have with us today Fred Kaplan, our old friend Fred Kaplan. Woo! You may you may uh, know him from the Chip Chipperson podcast, <laughs> and uh, he's also a writer for Slate. And he is uh, the War Stories columnist for Slate and the author of five books, including one coming out. The Insurgents, David Petraeus and the Plot to Change the American Way of War, which was the New York Times bestseller. I don't know, what does that mean, a New York Times bestseller? How many books do you have to sell? Well, to you know, it's a, it's a week-by-week thing. So, in other words, you could sell a couple, a couple thousand copies in a week is usually enough to get you there. And then you could sell zero the next week but you would still be... So it sounds more impressive than it is. With us today, (laughs) with us today... But you could say it was a Pulitzer Prize finalist. Oh, I didn't get that. Oh, right, also Pulitzer Prize finalist as well. Would you agree at any time to be a best-selling book in the country is quite impressive? Uh, now, if you're up against Bill O'Reilly, you might not be. On, I mean, it's going to be tough, right? Okay, but, is well, also, is it is it bestseller overall or bestseller in that particular category? No, in other words, nonfiction. Nonfiction, yeah. not not uh, like nonfiction about Petraeus. No, 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 nonfiction. nonfiction. <laughs> Shut up, Dan. Um, no, I just very some quick housekeeping. Uh, okay. So I have to do the comedy seller show tonight. Well, what, what? So it's seven thirty now. Liz said you can come whenever you want. They're going to put you on. But w- whenever that means, whenever. Whenever you get here, that's when they'll put. Yeah, but the show ends at some point. Then you go on the next one. Doesn't matter. Okay. So, would you prefer I stay for this entire show? Yes, I'd love you to be here for the entire show. That's the only reason why I came. Okay. We're supposed to have Jeff Leach with us, who's an international British comedian. He'll walk in in a few minutes. Uh, Is he on his way? Yeah, you can introduce him when he gets here. I will introduce him when he gets here. Anyhow, we don't. He will. He'll be. Yeah, he will be here soon. Adding a little bit of English class to our podcast, but but before he gets here, we can talk to our dear friend, Mr. Fred. Fred Kaplan, what a week it's been in the United States. Oh, my God. We've had, uh, I, I mean, we should go right into it, right? No? Yeah, go ahead. Um, well, we, we should probably say something about David Kimowitz. Well, I thought maybe we'd do that toward the end. But, uh-huh. uh, okay, we can say it toward the end. Go ahead. Um, it's been a hell of a week here in the United States. Two mass shootings, El yep. Paso, Dayton, Ohio. That's all anybody's talking about. Yep. Yep. Well, you know, we have wall-to-wall 24-hour cable news. Remember when that first started? You're old enough to remember that. Yeah. The thinking was, this is going to be great because we, we can cover everything. We can cover the entire world. And yet they seem incapable of doing more than two stories on a single day. It's the same damn panels. And now we have a new panel talking about the same thing that the last panel did. So it's all Trump, 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 all the time. And you remember, you went to Dayton today. Did you notice that they didn't let in the press pool because they said, well, you know, this is this is for a meeting with the survivors and their families, and this is not a press opportunity. Well, in the meantime, they they took like campaign footage inside there. That's going to be 
in his campaign footage. It's, it's completely cynical. And, and then he tweets today, they loved me in the hospital. You know, uh, it's just, you know, the guy, the guy is, and then he's also tweeting about, he, I guess he had time to watch Joe Biden's speech, and he said, boring, boring. <laughs> And made fun of Beto O'Rourke's comment that, you know. What was Beto O'Rourke's comment? Oh, I know. He, he said, oh, remember Beto called him a white supremacist and used nasty language. And Well, now, now every. He has the right to defend himself. He um, said, oh, well, yeah, but you know, but he, I does, don't know he, what does, he, said, he but... doesn't defend himself. He attacks Beto O'Rourke. Yeah. He says, oh, Beto, not his real name. He's just trying to appeal to Hispanics. I came down there and humiliated him, and now he's just got 1% humiliating himself. <laughs> but when a man accuses you of being a white supremacist... Yeah, well, then defend, uh, then le- then, then defend that. You don't have to well, say, well, his, fuck uh, you, too. You know, you're an asshole, too. But are you in accord with this notion that, that Trump is somehow responsible for the El Paso shooting, which is what everybody is, many people are saying? Well, I would say this. I mean, apparently the Dayton thing, we don't know what that guy's politics were at this well, point. The, the, Although no, he watched very closely the news about the El Paso shooting. We, yeah, we don't know what his politics are. And if, a further important step is that, and even whatever his politics are, there's no indication that his politics motivated the shooting. That's right. But I would, but the El Paso thing seems pretty clear. This guy was a Trump fan. He's, his, his, his manifesto mimics uh, a lot of the language of, of Trump's speeches, rallies. Well, I, I would say that. Look, look, I think that. it's undeniable. I think it's undeniable that that this guy has degraded the the political culture of our country, the language of our country. He is look a, a guy like the guy in El Paso. He's probably always felt this way, but I think it's quite arguable that Trump is leading some of these people to take action. He's making them feel like. Oh, I'm not somebody who should crawl under a rock. The president of the United States agrees with everything I'm saying, and uh, they feel legitimized by this and move to, uh, like the guy who shot up the, the synagogue in Pittsburgh, he did it uh, as a statement on, because the, the synagogue was su- supporting uh, immigrants coming from south of the border, the invasion, the vermin, and okay. so forth, you know. So well, let, it, let, let me, can, I, can I respond? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead so I, I don't... I don't have a I don't have a total disagreement, but I I do disagree to, to uh, with with kind of the way he's framing it. So I think that uh, he's failed. Wait, in who his, he Trump? Trump. He, he he's a vul- before any of this. We we know that he's a vulgar low class guy and has been <laughs> long before he ran for president. And you would you would hope that he would have cleaned that up. When he became president, but he's not capable of it. So I remember right. years ago, just the way he would talk about hot models, and I was really mm-hmm. turned off by this guy. And then, of course, anybody who would make fun of someone who was captured, an American hero captured and tortured in a prison camp. Yeah, I only like people who don't get captured, yeah. he said. Yeah. But, but just, the, just the nerve not to speak deferentially to yeah. someone who's... Yeah. Really, well, you had bone spurs. Put you know, himself yeah. on the line. Yeah. For you know, whatever. You had, well, yeah. yeah. So that says who we're dealing with. So mm-hmm. I, I won't defend that. And then as a president, he now has a fiduciary responsibility to the country. And when a fiduciary you, responsibility. Yes. That's what I said. It's a it? mighty big word. Fiduciary. No, no, he, he, What's it got to do with like, white supremacists? I'm getting to it. So, so like uh, <laughs> doctor, do no harm. That's it. Yeah, so okay. when you have a situation where we know that when you raise the temperature in a yeah, situation, exactly. you may not cause it, but if you have enough people walking around, enough camels walking around with their backs full of straws, you, you don't want to be the match. person 
throwing out one more straw because you don't know. It doesn't mean you cause. I would it. say he threw the the, the lighted uh, pitchfork into into the into straw. The straw. So, so, yeah. so in that sense, anybody, especially the president, but anybody who is in a position to um, recklessly raise the temperature should be ashamed of themselves if they don't try not to do that. Unfortunately, in my mind, it also uh, um, extends to his opposition. So, uh, hear me out. So just now, just as I was waiting in the stairs before, I see this article on CNN about Tucker Carlson said something mm -hmm. about white supremacy as a hoax. Yeah. He said it's a hoax. Yeah. yeah, he said it's a hoax. So I read the article, and it says, uh, on white supremacy, it's on, on, on white supremacy, facts first. An audit by the Anti-Defamation League found white supremacist murder in the U.S. more than doubled with far-right extremist groups and white supremacists responsible for 59% of the fatalities uh, in, in 2017. So I'm like, wow, that's, that's significant. But I know already not to read these things without going back and check. So right now I went to check the Defamation League's website mm -hmm. where it says, and you tell me if I'm being wrong. It says, in 2018... Extremists killed at least 50 people in the United States. A sharp increase from the 37 related murders in 2017. So far, they're pretty much accurate. That's a large... That's and then here's what they left out, which I don't think, which is uh, throwing, raising the temperature, not telling what any intelligent person would no, want get, to know. Get, get to the no, thing. Says, though still lower than the totals for 2015 and 2016. Of white supremacy. Extremism. We're all extre extremisms of all kinds. So, so, so the point is that they don't, they don't give us any, they, they do a year over year thing. Well, lower, With, I mean, I'd like to see what the numbers were. What, what are the 50, no, seven, no, the ones two years or lower, what's lower? The, the total right? was 30, goes from 37, yeah, well, then that's, 70 at the highest. But here's another thing. And, but you kind of seventy before Trump took but the office. The white seventy before Trump took office of white supremacy, Margaret. extremists. I don't extremists know extremists of all kinds. Right. Let's, let's well, see, so, then we still don't know the the correct. Right. But uh, we don't know, and they have no interest in, ex in, in, in explaining, explaining it that way. Well, because, I would say. Well, then wait, I would. Wait, quote, I one more thing. I'm almost yeah, finished. Okay. The other thing is that when you're dealing with low numbers, of number like fifty, let me give an example. If you're dealing with one, there's mm -hmm. no way for that to deviate and be less than a hundred percent change. Yeah. When you're dealing with numbers like 25, 30, whatever, the, the, it's, it's already spin, I think, when people start using the percentages yeah. it's, 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 in the it, alternate of giving you the actual numbers, which would take no more space. Right. But it's not as when you say it went from 37 to 50, people right. are like, all right, out well, of 300 million people, that's basically well, no but, change. Well, but hold on, hold on. It depends how many people were killed in each incident. That's what I'm saying. But it, do, but we it know doesn't. That at maximum, the year is 70. It doesn't illustrate this incredible uh, explosion of white supremacist sentiment because it went from 37 to well, look, 50. And not all white supremacist sentiment results in somebody killing someone. Listen, if, I'm, if, if I have a business, if, if my manager told me, you know, the number of people complaining about burnt chicken kebabs tripled this year. <laughs> and she didn't tell me it went from three to nine. <laughs> I say, what the all fuck? Right. Are you playing games with me? I would, I'd be furious. Like, don't don't get me a percentage. You yeah. you got to tell me the All headline. Right, look, okay, it's only okay, nine. Well, let me let me. Am so I wrong? The director. Well, the director of the FBI. I'm right, aren't I? Test. Well, it, 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 yes, you're right. I am. Right. But let me let me broaden the discussion. Yeah. The director of the FBI testified to Congress two weeks ago before the, the latest incidents that uh, in the previous nine months, so it would have been like since December, yeah, because uh, this was in August, at some point. Uh, there had been 
90 arrests, uh, like 100 arrests of, you know, sort of Islamic terrorism and things like foreign international terrorism, 100, and 90 arrests of, as he put it, what you might call white supremacist violence. So 90, 90 incident, 90 arrests for people into committing acts of white supremacist violence. And he said, and this is, a, a, this is the main point here, and this is what was not true a few years ago, that uh, we need to start treating this kind of shit with the same resources and attention and techniques as we've been treating for, for international terrorism. I agree right. with that. Well, but this is a phenomenon that has risen to that level quite recently. And it's also worth noting that last year, the Department of Homeland Security made this recommendation that, hey, we need to, and this was yeah, put under rejected the they wanted to focus by the on White Islam. House. But, but yeah. it also under the, during Obama's time, people were already talking about that it we're, was not, coming up. we're not recognizing it. Yep, well, that's well, so, so let me give you another example of why I think, because I... I it's been a problem for much longer than, than people have... Uh, no, but I, I, I would say that, no, let me ask if you would agree with this. Yeah. That, uh, and again, figures are hard to come by here because uh, let's go beyond murders, just, just the general tenor of things. You know, 10 years ago, you know, racism, uh, racism kind of became unpopular. If you were a racist, you really just didn't want to talk that way too much. You realized this is bad. People don't like it. I'm not going to. Then the president of the United States is talking about most Mexicans are rapists. He didn't say most Mexicans are rapists. He said, he said some of them are good people. He said of the ones that come here, they're not sending their best. They're not sending their best. The best they're spot. rapists. And then he said some of them are good people, yeah. which means most of them aren't. Can I, so can the, I well, hold on a second. I, I, let I'll, me I'll make my point. Like, I, you know, I don't want to no, 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 that comment point, the point I, is, I hated that comment. Yeah. Okay, well, but he's, yeah. he said a lot of things like that since. Not and so lot. if you're a racist, don't you feel a little emboldened by this? Like, okay, well, shit, I am not in the minority here. This guy is telling me this stuff, and I, I'm, I'm in the same camp. You had a situation, I, I mean, it, it's not just white nationalism. It, it's just violent. Like, did you read sometime today, at some rally or a stadium or at a game, I think, some 30-year-old guy whacked a 13-year-old kid, gave him a concussion, sent him to the hospital because the kid had not removed his cap during the Star-Spangled Banner. Disrespect to the flag. Now, this isn't racism, but this is this kind of oh, nationalism. But listen, up, up until that thing about the cap, I actually agree with you. Uh, I, I agree with you almost 100%, except that I, I don't know how to put that on the president as opposed to the president being part of the general problem. Because at the same time... Well, where, who else is part no, of this I'll, general I'll, problem? I'll tell you. At the same time, the language that I'm hearing from the left and the right, that I'm seeing every day on Twitter, well, the, stuff, the stuff that the, 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 the doxing, the calls I'm to not violence... Gonna, I'm not going to deny that Twitter is a death, sewer. The death threats... Yeah, the, yeah. Well, the you've, total, been, you've been subject to some of them, yes. But that other people have been subject yeah. to. The stuff that... Um, that 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 uh that people get when they write articles all of it we are we are moving in a direction that i i don't believe that we would have not found ourselves in a very very ugly situation right now even if trump had not won the presidency and it's a 
and other countries too are finding this, yeah. and and that they also don't have Trump. And I want to give one other example because you and I, Fred and I, debate sometimes about this. But I really spend a lot of time thinking about this thing where the guy yells out, "Shoot him!" Yep. Now that's been distilled. And now. and he laughs. Yeah, and he laughs. And he, he doesn't laughs. say no. He does. What what would have happened? Hold let on. Me, let me. I can go, give you. Go I'm not going to try. Right. I'm not going to mischaracterize it. I promise yeah. you. So, but it's been distilled now to its like evil essence, and then, you know, we're, we're probably. In a different time, nobody would have even known about this. Now it's like everybody hears about it. So this is the thing. So the speech starts out. He's trying to advocate for the wall. And he says, listen, we have a caravan of 20,000 mm -hmm. people coming. Mm -hmm. And in other countries, he actually says this, in other countries, they use weapons at the border. He says, he says we can't do that. I, he says, I would never allow that, he says. But how are we going to stop them? Now, if time ends right there. Mm -hmm. Trump has not said anything wrong. There's no story yet. As a matter of fact, he's... Well, what he, except he's, he's mischaracterized this as an invasion, but uh, okay, okay. these well, are people coming in and asking for asylum, okay. which is not illegal or an but he, he's not, he has not He hasn't said anything in, in cyber. As a matter of fact, That's he's right. made the point yes, yes. that we can't... We don't want... I would never allow the threat of violence yeah, against these people. That, yeah. We just and, have to find out a way and to... And then somebody says, shoot him. Wait, let, let me... So, so somebody says, what are you going to do? He says... What, what, how are we going to keep them out? Yep, now, he's yep. not... How are we going to stop He's clearly him? not calling on violent yep. images. You're right. So he says, shoot them. And the crowd laughs. And then Trump, as we know, his instinct is 100% of the time. He's not going to call out somebody. I wish he would. Well, doesn't call can you think of a single president who wouldn't have said, who wouldn't have called him out? Uh, I, I, I accept that. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. The, I'm not as intimately with it. Obama. Obama clearly had the reflex... Well, it's not just calling him out, but and Trump kind of smiled. He's kind of smiled. No, it, it wasn't. A, and he said, and he said, only in the panhandle. He said, which only was in the like, panhandle. But like, he said that with a kind of affectionate. Yes. <laughs> so this is so this is Trump's instinct, which is to uh, never alienate the people who love him. That's right. This is this is a bad instinct of his. That's my instinct too, bud. I know it's a lot of people. <laughs> Obama's instinct. Obama's instinct was because uh, a laugh is kind of an involuntary thing. So it's like he, he, with he, Trump. With everybody, you, he laughs. Not that many pictures of him smiling. No, but when you laugh at something, you, 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 you sometimes you, you might grab a hold of yourself. But it, it obviously, where Obama's, uh, I've seen Obama in that situation where somebody told a joke, and his his instinct was to to have a sour face. So this was deep within Obama's character, and it's deep within Trump's yeah. character. Yeah. However, there is nothing about Trump's intentions in that speech, what he said. Or anything particular, anything which would well, indicate that Trump no, was. But you're leaving out. Okay, you're. you're, wait, you're wait, let me you're, just, let me just finish my point. That Trump was anything but uh, badly handled. But then a he really was, crappy okay, joke. But then he also said now, later. Now is it fra is no, it is it fair at this point to now to take that incident and say because this is one of the very yes, few incidents that, you, that this is yes, the reason. But here's no, but no, no, nobody That's says just that. Crazy to me. No, no. But here, then you're leaving out what happened afterwards. What happened afterwards? Okay, first he laughs and ha 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 ha, no, and no, then he you're, comes. You know, you're exaggerating. I'm not mischaracterizing. You're, he, he didn't he go went, ha 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 ha. I don't think he he was, I don't think there was any laugh. I think he just smiled. He smiled and he kind of said, "I don't think and there then, was any noise." And no, then, no laugh. and then, no and then, and then afterwards, he said, "These, these." And by the way, when the guy said shoot him, a lot of people laughed and applauded. Yeah. And he said afterwards, "Great crowd, very patriotic yeah, Americans." Yeah, right. So that's so he's right. But he's so he's he's sanctioning it. No. He's saying, 
Great crowd, right. patriotic Americans. I, I have no problem with that. I, I, I have a problem. Really? With I have a problem with him not. If not, everybody is like doing Sig Heil, no, yeah, great no, crowd. They weren't doing Sig Heil, and I tell, well, listen, I agree with you, and I would have, and I feel strongly that it's disgusting. I think, you know, I think you're. Fred, you're, let me think. That it's disgusting that he didn't call this guy out for okay. that joke. I like, think you're making a, 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 but a valid to, point. For you to expect that afterwards, he's now going to become the enemy. Of the yeah. crowd and not compliment, not he say doesn't great have, crowd. He doesn't have to say anything. He, well, all right, that's I think. But my point is this: if the best, if one, if like the top three incidents that I'm seeing going around are as weak as this actual scenario where he came in, he was making remarks about nonviolence, about not and some jackass makes a joke and he doesn't react. To the, he reacts to the joke with the same vulgarity that he think- makes makes fun of John McCain with. That this uh, is well. so powerful, so that I don't think anybody's get, claiming that that caused the guy in El but even Paso. Should, to go but shoot but this is why this is why well, I say this is why I say his people his, are hold on this, that. they're making a lot, and this is why I blame <clears> the detractors because if you're worried about raising the heat, if you understand that raising the heat can leap can set people off over the edge, then when you report this story, the responsible way to report it is Trump made a call for no weapons at the border. Somebody made a joke. He laughed. Because I'm telling you that the people who saw that speech reacted with one-tenth the aversion to it as the people who were reading the headlines about the speech. I don't know about that, but let me ask you this, because I, I do. Well, we do have, wait, wait, Good. Well, I just wanted to introduce our new, our, our guest, ah. Jeffrey, just showed Sorry, up. Sorry, apologies. And it's the same, my... thing, same thing with the infestation remark. By the way, I just want to say that, we, of course, we don't know. Wait, you, you hear my name and you immediately think infestation. Think, yeah. In, yeah. Invasion, <laughs> invasion from across the We don't the really pond. know. Red coats. We don't Red know. To, in, in the case of any individual, what pushed him over the edge, of course, is unknown to any, to all but to the to individual That's himself true. and to God. It's certainly possible that something Trump said could have pushed somebody over Absolutely the edge. Absolutely is possible. Um, we have with us... International man of mystery, comedian Jeff Leach. Hi, how are you? How do you do, Jeff? Jeff is, uh, well, we do these long introductions. An immigrant. Which, which I don't think <laughs> I'm, I'm an immigrant. Are you, do you have a green card? Oh, I've got a green card. Yeah, I'm legal. Okay. Did you marry uh, somebody for that? No. I mean, I, 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 have, I, have, I have you to thank for <laughs> oh, being in this right, country. That's right. That's we right. do these long intros. I don't think they're necessary, but it's what we do. He has hosted numerous TV shows for the BBC. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Comedy in the UK. There you go. Appeared in multiple feature films. Well, that's what it says here, anyway. I haven't. That's all right. I have, but no one cares. Are they these? These are English films. No, American, but Lock American Sto- Canadian, Lock, Lock but not Sto- not not big enough. Not Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. No one knows. No, exactly. One and day And he voices characters in major video game releases. Oh, I don't go, know yeah. any video games with English. Well, gamers, gamers too. That's all right. <laughs> and um, he's a regular, but most importantly, he's a regular I'm a comedy, regular comedy right, right, Back to El Paso. Exactly. Wait, wait, wait. I, I just want to give him the introduction. Well, that I've just do. spent the last two hours arguing with uh, Ann Coulter about El Paso. So Where were you been... arguing with Ann? Uh, at Gerard's well, podcast? Actually, is she well, downstairs? We had, we had or were you quite... on TV? No, no, no. I just, I just, just got kept very late at another, another podcast. That Gerard's I, um, podcast? Yeah. And the judge, there was Judge, um, judge Herb Dodal was so on there wait, as well. Wait, what was Coulter's argument? Um, it, well, I think she, um, very much yours, but quite balanced, actually. I think it was quite balanced, which, you know, I, 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 I appeared yesterday on a show where I was uh, vehemently attacking Trump for not denouncing, uh, you know, neo-Nazism and nationalism, et cetera, et cetera, and this kind of fanatical uh, outlook um, and white supremacy. And, uh, and they pulled up a load of videos for me that I hadn't previously seen of Trump denouncing 
those things multiple times in press conferences over the last few years. Now, as you know, I'm a, a classic yeah, liberal. Yeah, he always does it like a hostage video type yeah, of denunciation. Yeah. Somebody that? wrote it. Sure, but I mean, but when I'm still, trouble, I've knows. still been peddling uh, a very, uh, you know, the, a leftist propaganda that he's never actually publicly, you know, denounced these people. And, and that wasn't true. I was incorrect. And yeah, I had but to sort it, what you should do the next time you're, you're brought up on that mm. is to wrench in the intensity and frequency with which he attacks a large number of P Americans Absolutely. versus fascism, Nazism, sure. Kim Jong-un. Well, Putin, you know, you this know. is the thing. I don't know. But does that mean if, he's if responsible? He had, does that mean he's directly responsible well, no, for the actions well, of those people? Like, he you know. defies really categorization because he doesn't actually he does. attack Hispanic people. He did. This was like Joe Scarborough hates him, right? Hates him. Yet, yet, even after that Mexican remark that he made, which was really the, the worst of all the Mexican that first one he made, yeah. Scarborough what? was supporting him. What, the one where he you said they're, they're sending it, they're, they're not yeah, sending, they're their sending their yeah, their, their, his, his announcement. His, his... And, you know, I, I should, we should bring that up. Actually was Scarborough to... still in favor of him after that? Yeah, he was, apparently there was a report that he was, he was ready to be um, his running mate after that. Oh, well, so... I suspect if all Trump did was to say, build that wall, He'd also be accused of stoking hatred. Mm. I don't think you so. Know, um, no, I don't think that's true. No, that, that, that maybe it's the combination. Well, I mean, even Bernie the wanted the wall built once upon a time, didn't he? Back in 2016, not, he I was. He wanted a wall or not. 2016, he, yeah. He, but so he, he didn't want an immigration bill. He, he, he's he was. To do yeah, he, he, he spoke very openly about supporting, you know, uh, strengthening the borders, the border security, and, you know. Well, that could be clamping down on immigrants. Sure, so absolutely. But he, certainly the idea, the concept of, you know, uh, tightening up on immigration on the southern border was, was, was one of but, Bernie's. You know, but, but, you know, let's major... make some distinctions here. There is a distinction worth making between hordes of people you know coming to the border you know with guns and smashing down the fences and sure. running into into you know texas and up the oklahoma of hand there's a distinction between that and people showing up at designated crossing points mm -hmm. to apply for asylum according to legal procedures which is what the vast majority of these people who are subsequently being locked up in detention centers are doing, but that's not what Trump was referring to. But he he, he that, makes that's not what the no, wall is for. No, that's no, what he's no, no for. but the point is that Trump and a lot of people are making no such distinction. It's all part of the invasion. Yes, you're right. So you're saying his rhetoric is lazy, rather no, than rather than necessarily lazy. inciting hatred. He's just he's he's you too know, general uh, and too lazy. About is it? it me or ever since Leach got his haircut, he's more reasonable? <laughs> No, it's because I'm, I'm sober as well. That's why. He used to have a lot. Well, he used to have very long hair down to his shoulders. I did. Uh, he looked a bit like Vlad the Impaler. Exactly. And I feel and that all my opinions were of and a your opinions were nature. stronger yeah. back then. No, I'm just. I, I'm, I'm reaching a point where I'm so. Uh, I've, I've realized two things. One, the opinion of a of a, a an legal immigrant, a certainly a liberal immigrant. Is no one cares about that in America because I have no voting rights. I have no. I have no power to change the situation until I decide to become a citizen, um, which at one point I will. Um, and the other that I realized is that I, I've, I've been guilty of um, reaffirming and pushing leftist propaganda as much as I, I am of rapidly denouncing and attacking uh, the politics of the right. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hit a point where I realize that's, that's, that's immature, well, let me ask you know, you, politically right? immature. Now, I'm still so, liberal. I'm still for progression much, and equality of all people, and, and I feel like a Democratic Party is more aligned with that, but that doesn't mean that I'm... How much of the... How much I think of all your, Republicans are wrong now, you know? Is, <laughs> now, is your, your motivation for becoming an American citizen 
mostly career related. No, it's it's it's, it's because to, you... to have some kind of say in the politics of the country that I proudly live in and that I give three sets of tax to because I pay my city tax in Los Angeles. But as well. you proudly live here for career reasons, or are there other motivations? Uh, a number, but career is a, a large part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it is true. The Brits can no longer. You know, act superior about their own politics. Versus Absolutely not. No, but we can about everything else. But how much? How much of your appeal do you think stems from your British accent? Which, whichever since the Beatles, I mean, it depends. Am amongst amongst audiences, maybe uh, maybe uh, 50 fifty percent of it. it, it amongst you... comedians, none of it. No one likes me. Because well, no, among I'm audiences, it probably buys you two minutes of goodwill. I sound patronizing even yeah. when I'm trying you to be got polite. It wrong you know. both times there, by the way. Yeah, I think the audience uh, it likes you. Not because of your accent. Right. And the comedians dislike you. It does nothing to do with your accent. <laughs> it's on the merits well, in both situations. Um, no, I, I think an English accent is interesting. Yeah, but you still got to be from funny. From a comedian. You still got to be funny. I know, but it adds sure. a little zip yeah. to it. Um, well, it's, it's, it's part, of the, the American, part of the delivery. An American in England is an exciting accent. I mean, if, you if, know, so. is it really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we, if we, When I'm across the pond and doing comedy in England, you're saying that that my accent would add a little bit of zip. Absolutely. Also, bear in mind like, that such a large proportion of the comedy that we digest in England, and stand-up yeah, especially, yeah. I mean, this is the birth of stand-up, this country, and, and, and this, this city in particular. You know, the Lenny, Lenny Bruce's of the world and Joan Rivers and you know, Richard Pryor's, and, and, and that's what we digest, so that's what we think. When we think great comedy, we think of the, the American greats. How's it going, we all right? Oh, one of you, yeah, the rest of you just staring at me. Drink it in. This is my life. It's confusing, isn't it? I look like a walking, talking human manifestation of a Game of Thrones spoiler alert. I know, I cultivated that look. People can't even look at me in the streets in New York. They're just like, don't stare directly at him. You'll find out what happens in season six. Don't do it. It's beautiful, I love it. And I've got the voice as well, I've got the English accent to go with this face and this look. Perfect opportunity to mess with New Yorkers. I like getting on the subway every day. I had a little girl on there the other day with her friend. She was drinking a coffee and she's like, oh my God, it's so hot, Becky. She's like, really is, I'm sweating. I just lent it in behind them silently and went, winter is coming. Did anybody want to actually hear what Trump said about the Mexicans? Absolutely, It doesn't yeah. really matter. Uh, so I, I watched a video on it recently. So somebody he says the U.S. is becoming a dumping ground for a dumping ground for everybody else's problems, and then somebody says something. You can't hear what they say. Where, when, which where was when this, was this? This is, is that first Mexican his first his first his announcement speech. Yeah, somebody says something, and it's weird. Like you can't you can't make out what they're saying, but he says thank you. It's true, and these are the best and finest. And he points so like meaning like probably they're immigrants or something. And he says, when Mexico sends his people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you any points. They're not sending you any points again. The good ones. Yeah, whoever they are. The, they're the people who called out. They're sending people that have lots of problems. They're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people. Now, I found these comments reprehensible. Well, they're, oh, they're, it they're, was so reprehensible. You might remember. They're, they're reprehensible the because they're inaccurate. But it that's is, right. It is possible, like the Mariel Boatlift from Cuba. One could imagine a scenario where a country might dump its criminals. Well, on. The, the only mitigating factor, but that's not the case. But it's not the, like even even the the the, the 
from the very beginning, the essential premise is they are sending us as if the Mexican government is rounding up these. Well, I, b I believe they, they, they are. These aren't people who came uh, organized by the Mexican government coming in a bus, you know, organized but, by, uh, OK, I, all criminals join the felons over in this pile, you know, murderers and that. I believe we, we, they are in subtle ways. We're a relief valve for them. But I just want to say the only, the only mitigating thing was that at the time when this happened, the only thing that's I'm not, this is like this is how I got myself in trouble. This is not to say that uh, this is defense of him. This is a fact which I believe an intelligent historian would want <clears throat> to put in the context. An impartial opinion. On which it, is right. that at the same time that this is happening, we had this woman, I think, in San Francisco who was murdered by someone who had been deported three or four times or a certain, uh, uh, what was her name? Um, I don't know. Kate Stanley? Is that, is that, is that oh, like, Steinley. You know, I think so. Yeah, so this was a very hot story in the news. Mm. So he was alluding to that which was in the headlines, at least on Fox News, it was on the headlines. Yeah, but, that, but you know, they don't, it's you know, at the same time, there was somebody else murdered, a group of people in Miami murdered by uh, some white guy who didn't like gay people. You but know, that, I mean, but what, they're illegal. Well, they're legal. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're both problems. We're also, yeah, they're both we're also having, a, having an intelligent debate about the fact whether or not Trump, when he says things, it, uh, bases it on either fact or says care. it in, in, in a presidential manner. But that's no, never been his MO. Care, he doesn't care, nor has he ever spoken in a presidential so manner. Let me ask right, you wait, wait, wait. I'm not sure I agree with you. There are, there are two different issues here, and it's, it's a fine point. One, and I actually agree with this very strongly, I don't believe the average Mexican illegal immigrant. I think the more illegal immigrants we have from Mexico, I think the crime rate would actually go down. That's the statistical. I, I believe that. The statistics no, show by, that. Yeah, judging by the immigrants that I know, they are less likely to be criminals than that. However, that's not the, the subset that, that we're talking about with that other, that other thing. If we deport people because we've identified them as dangerous. Mm -hmm. Which is what Trump, which is what Obama did, right, by the way. Right, and we find that our system is so in disarray that these people we deport because we know they're a threat come back again and again, then, yeah, we have a problem there. And, and that's, that's to, to the family of someone whose daughter gets murdered in that scenario, they're going to yeah. say, my government let me down. Sure. This, wasn't a st this wasn't the statistical <clears throat> math. This was in an individual who was identified, and we're not taking this seriously. Okay, but so that's fair, I think. Well, I, I mean, that's it's, it's fair, but I mean, it's akin to the red flag situation right now with you know the mass shooters. It's like the same thing. If you're identifying people as troublemakers, and why are they not clamping down on it? I but it's, it's such a small percentage of, of uh, the zillion other murders and problems that are going on. Does that make yeah. it okay? If it's small no, it doesn't make it okay at all. But why isn't he no, going to comfort the parents of somebody else? You know, right. it's, it's not indicative of a big problem. It's not. He, he's 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 it's leading not. with the worst. Yeah. argument against illegal immigration, right. which is crime. Of all the reasons that I'm sympathetic right. to but controlling then, the border, crime is not now, one of them. To play devil's advocate, yes. there are those that say, if those people weren't here, they, there would be no murders. Um, so the root of say, all of our That's his implication. They're, they're, that if, if, if we had no illegal immigration, then no illegal immigrants would murder people. Right, but the, so so you would save X number of lives. No, you wouldn't. No, that's where I disagree because the fact is, I believe very strongly, if they actually were to X, maybe it, it would have to. If they actually controlled the border, if illegal immigration stopped immediately, the rich Republicans would force the government to start taking in more legal immigrants because we need 
the labor. Right. Period. Listen, so judge, the, judging and then you have some crime, but at least we be able to vet <clears throat> them in some way. I don't know. Judging from what's been going on lately, I think you'd have a lot bigger impact on crime by by deporting every. 20-year-old goyish or white man. Right, but you can't do that either. <laughs> we might have to cut that out. <laughs> well, if you, you not, down, if you wanted to bring down criminality had, in this had country... Had you not said goyish, yeah, we would have been... we would have the point and take out goyish? So this, but you know, you're hitting on something else here. This is part <laughs> well, of Well, we can't do that. Hold on, this is, this is important. And this is part this of is what... This is a satirical point, Dan. Fred, this is part of what bugs me about the whole thing about bringing up the temperature and blaming Trump. So one of the stories that is also going on simultaneously... I sent it to you in the Times like a few months ago, and there was just an article in Tablet Magazine about it. The main increase in hate crimes against Jews, because New York is one of the places where it's going through the roof, is from the black community. It's virtually, virtually 100% of the increase is from the black community. Now, again, that's a minuscule, but, but look how interesting it is, because as soon as we hear that, our instinct to say, come on, but that's just a tiny, it may be, but that's a tiny group of black people. You know, you can't, you can't generalize about. Uh, no, I've heard Sherrod Small stand up right, and right. I, he's inside yeah, to no, uh, so, But But when you talk about the white community and increase that it's it's we don't have that. What instinct. numbers? You're the one who, who decried the right. percentage when, 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 increase. When, when, when people flippantly talk about white people I'll this and white people that. And if somebody goes out and kills white people, then, then one could say that, you, you know, your comment was insightful. Incitate, in, what's the word? Not insightful, yeah, insightful. but inciting Incite, to violence. When you said let's deco- deport Goyish white men, although uh, you said it as a cut joke, cut it out. Then don't 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 do that. But 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 that could be regarded as raising the temperature. I think that's no one was saying that. Uh, well, then, then then this is just you know I think this that's the kind of piece no, thing that, that you usually decry. I'm saying you know? that when you see a rise in hate crimes in the black community against Trump, those numbers are being used. Um, Black community against Jews. Okay. Those numbers of the increase in hate crimes. What are, are the? Hold, I don't, on, I, hold on. Those numbers. Are, I sent this to you. What, those numbers. Because I'm like, I'll go to the, to the Anti Defamation League website. I'll download it, put it yeah. in a spreadsheet, and try to understand it. So those numbers are getting mixed into the bill of particulars against Trump. But it's absurd say- to say that the increase of by of hate crimes against Jews by blacks is a Trump phenomenon. Exactly, okay, I, yeah. would, I would say Because it's not like the black community well, are listening to Trump on what, how no, they need to be No, of course it? not. But I would say I would feel better about the whole thing if Trump would... Uh, would let, let's say that after El Paso, yeah. if he had gone on TV, not to read some, some statement with a straight face and like he, you know, like he was asleep or the hostage video, as people have called it, if he had gone on and said something like this, if he had said, uh, I'm told that, I, I want to make very clear that people who think this way, I don't want to be associated with you at all. What I, my ideas have nothing to do with your ideas. You might think that they do. If you think that they do, then you are sorely mistaken. This is, and then and then said, you know, this is depressed. But the, the way he does it, I feel like you've been I, slightly politically naive I, there to think that. But by doing no, that, I he agree by, with that, he, by, by doing that, he belittles. He belittles. He's 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 acknowledging I, that his other, other presidents have disavowed people. Well, absolutely, because they're presidential. But he's not presidential, and he well, doesn't want anyone to think he's weak in his beliefs. And, well, and that's what he would be well, doing. Well, that's there, what I'm by, saying. So by by not coming out like a human being. He is, in fact, perpetuating the idea, whether you believe it or not, that he, in fact, does condone this kind of shit. Because if I'm a white racist and I'm seeing Trump on TV the other day, mm-hmm. 
talking like this, I will say to myself, he doesn't really believe that. He's saying that because he has to. And it's true. The way that he's saying it gives all the signals. If you, if you brought up somebody who's not followed politics at all, but who understood body the language, nuance of con- oh, what of conversation, yeah. and said, do you think this guy means what he says? And you'd say, no. No, no, I, I agree with you. I've always said that he his too. condemnations have not been strong enough, and and the way you worded it is is how I think would be would be best mm-hmm. to word it in that way. But he's incapable. But he's of in doing for that. some reason he's incapable of it. I'm not sure why. Maybe he doesn't perceive the problem as as grave as it is. Maybe he is doesn't want to lose that base, and I guess that's the most likely explanation. Or maybe he Or maybe he feels that way, but yes. I think that's the least likely of the explanations. Well, it doesn't, you know, in some ways it doesn't matter what his reasons are. What is the effect of this? And that is to communicate the notion that he doesn't care about this and that, in fact, he is a racist. This is compounded by incidents such as what happened in South Carolina when he said there were good people on both sides. And his comments about shithole countries. And, you about shithole countries. There were good people on both well, sides. Well, I don't know that I'd put shithole countries he, he did, uh, in the same segregate category. White. He, said, he said, again, to, to, to give the actual facts is to be interpreted as supporting or not. But it's important to say, he, in that same paragraph, he said, not the white supremacists. I'm not talking about them. They're <laughs> to be condemned. He was talking about Republicans and Democrats, wasn't he? He was no, talking no, about well, both. Well, talking about in he, South Carolina? Were, he was yeah, talking about people that want to preserve statues. When he said good people on both sides, I believe what he meant is there is people that want to preserve statues that are not necessarily yeah. bad people. I think that's what he was getting. So I got those stats about the anti-Semitic incidents, yeah. and then I'll read you the real one. So New York Times, there were 55 hate crimes reported in New York City this year, a 72% increase over the same period against, last year. Against Jews. Against Jews. But 55. then if you go to the actual data, yeah, so it'd be like it's virtually 100% by black people in like Crown Heights and stuff. Yeah. Now don't nobody take me. I'm not. I'm not bashing black people. I will. I'm I will. I will attest. I will. I will attest for those who yeah. don't know, known that that you are not a racist. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thank you, Fred. The um, only hate crime that was perpetrated. I'm still on the fence. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so let me get the, the Charleston remarks. Go ahead. Um. All right, do we want to continue on this vein or, or, or talk yeah. a little bit more with Leach-specific No, he's talking about this. This is more interesting than me. Well, yes, Leach... Well, Jeff Leach is not that interesting to Jeff Leach because you, you, you live in it. You live with him yeah. all the time. I'm very wrapped up in this right now. I think I, I'm, I'm very conflicted and, 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 and becoming vastly what more centralized. What are you conflicted about? Um, about whether any of the information that I can receive these days is is not falsified, taken out of context, chopped up, and and well, I, 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 lo- I loathe I loathe Trump. Mm-hmm. I loathe him as a thing. I think he's a terrible um, choice for uh, you know the head of state and, and president of this country. I think that the concept that he that he runs this place is is, is insane to me. However. A lot of the reasons that I, uh, no, some of the smaller, more uh, specific reasons that I dislike him, I found through a bit more of deep research now that I, that I was completely wrong. That I've, I've, I've been, you know, peddled the propaganda that I am most likely to receive based on my friendship groups, my social groups, etc., and the people that I mix with. And, uh, and I've been lazy well, in my fact checking. Well, as, as, as my wife, Brooke Gladstone, host of On the Media, has, has said, who's sitting over there, has, has said many times, we now live in a world where you have to kind of fact vet check. your news. You've got you know, if, 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 you, if you're looking okay. for health care You have to be a consumer of news yes. the way you're a consumer of anything else. Yeah. You have to shop around and, and compare. And, right. 
And, and even and, then, you're going to fall for, for fraud Absolutely. sometimes. I'll read this, and I'll be done with reading anything. So this is the uh, transcript. Excuse me, they didn't put themselves down as neo-Nazis, and you had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group. I saw the same pictures you did. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of the very important statue and the renaming of the park to Robert E. Lee, the park from Robert E. Lee to another name. After another question, Trump became even more explicit. And then he, quote, he said, I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. All right, this was in within, you know, 90 seconds okay. of the other. Yeah. So, what, now so what, my problem. So how that, is it distilled? OK, my problem. Does prob- anybody even know he actually doesn't it matter to people say, well, OK, well, but look, what, what, Con- what considering that, that no, quite as insightful, but considering that, 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 that it makes a huge difference. He's mischaracterizing the, the scene. But, yes, but the scene was not people going, preserve the statue. Well, preserve, they, it was people saying, uh, the Jews will not replace us. The Jews will not replace yeah. us. Yeah. He's well, mischaracterizing. However, if you're worried well, about... And then not only that, why should, why should the President of the United States, or any of us, want to preserve statues... Of secessionists. Well, that's a whole another. But, but many, many, and have. very complex. There are no statues of Himmler in Germany. There's a lot of memorials uh, in about. In Japan, there are statues of all the Japanese uh, emperors. Uh, uh, no, all the Japanese war criminals. I, I did some research on that. Actually, as a matter of fact, yeah. if you if you get into that, it's interesting. Well, that Germany is, interesting. is the only country that doesn't continue to have its despicable. That's right. Leaders Germany, as Germany, statues. especially Berlin. Yeah. And this is worth having an interesting conversation with all of Before you go some... there, I just want to make one point really, really briefly. Brooke Gladstone. <laughs> anyway. From the Gladstone Institute? Yes, <laughs> precisely. Very well funded by the uh, Koch brothers and Soros. So I'm <laughs> solid. Anyway, the thing is, is that when you look at Trump and what you guys are focusing on are these remarks. And were these remarks completely reported and so on? But a point that was made and then was brushed over, but which is part of what I do in my job all the time, is to look at his... It isn't so much about what he says after. He sets the stage. When he talks about that group in Charleston, he mischaracterizes what was going on in the street and then he says something reasonable based on a mischaracterization. When he's talking about an invasion at the border, he's doing the same thing. He is mischaracterizing what was happening at the border because the vast majority of them were tr- were trying to register for refugee status, cr- says they're an invasion, and that says something that if you fully report it might sound vaguely reasonable about dealing with an invasion. But Trump's technique is to create a narrative that starts off by characterizing something in a particular way. And unless you go back that step, you're not having the right conversation. So it's a foundation of falsehoods and then the statement might be pretty reasonable. I think I think I basically agree with what you just said, only to say that I don't know that Trump even... No, that who doesn't give him a pass. No, I know. It doesn't. Well, give him a pass, it, 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 no. it is a. And, if and you're the assessing, fact that he's presidential, and he's not his te- uh, style doesn't give well, him a pass. Well, oh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think it does. If you're, an, if, if you're analog, but if you're if you're analyzing the the question, is Trump a white supremacist and a racist? Then 
it very much matters what his no, intentions are. No, it doesn't. Not unless you go back to the step of how if he sees people going to the border, mothers and children going to the border as an invasion of criminals, and his well, hold on, whole hold on, hold on. administration inva- has talked about apprehending thousands of known criminals at the border. This has been disputed by oh. the very agencies that they're quoting. So if you start. By creating Brooke. a racist picture and then commenting on it, you're a racist. I want to say something. No, I'm going to say what? I, I don't think, going back to the statues then to the border. So the statues thing, I don't know that Trump actually was smart enough or informed enough to... I'm sorry, to, that doesn't give him a pass. I didn't say... Did I, uh, did I say no, give no, him a no, pass? Um, we have, uh, we have to I don't let... Know no, that, I, I, I usually have a point. Just let me get it. So, so that to unravel who were the Nazis, who were there for the statues, whatever it is. However... I know a number of Southerners, including uh, Jim Webb, the, the senator, former senator, who feel that there is something about the Confederate thing, which that they, which Matt, which they um, still embrace, and they don't feel it's racist. I can't, I can't comment on that. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, they should read some more history. But, right, but point is that Trump uh, is no expert expert in this but people i know who are not racist maybe just because they've grown up with it and it's always been there and the dukes of hazards were on tv and this was south and leonard skinner and we you know this is not like we all knew this was and this is deep with them and and all of a sudden they woke up and say wait a second all of a sudden i'm a racist because i'm have these things around that i've had always and that we're on tv so those so when he's so if he's talking about those people would I say those can be good people? Yeah, I know. But those that's can be but that's not people. what was happening in Charleston. But that that's, not, that's not what happened in Charleston. Of, but if we're worried about no, no. But if we're worried about raising the temp, I agree with you. But if we're worried about raising the temperature, then it is incumbent on even the people who are criticizing him to always give the mitigating facts, and they never do. Mm. They always distill it into a poisonous stinking heap of shit that he said su- such that whenever I then read the actual remarks to somebody, they always have the same response. Like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. It doesn't give him a pass, but I didn't know he well, said It's never that. impossible. It's never yeah. impossible. I, I didn't know that he said, I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know he said I would, we can't have weapons that I'd never use them. I just thought he laughed about shooting at them. I didn't know he actually had prepared remarks where he was actually saying we should never use weapons well, against you, these people. There was a poll recently of Democrats and then of Democrats who are active in social media. And the Democrats who are active in social media were way more left-wing than Democrats. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the Democrats included people who were also active on social media, but they weren't isolated from the... So it's not like a completely separate group. You know, on, on all kinds of issues. And, you know, there are a lot of people, and sometimes including newspaper editors, who think that when they're following Twitter, they're really getting a look at what America is. And they're not. They're getting a look. It's kind of a mirror because you follow people who you either you agree with or you think are important enough. Like I follow Trump because I need to see his statements for things that I, uh, you know. So there, there are people that I cover that I don't necessarily agree with, but because they say things that are newsworthy or that are interesting. But, but still, I am nonetheless, even with that caveat, getting a very isolated, getting a very insular view of, of what 
people think. Well, pre, and, and pre social would, media, we did the same thing when you sit down with your friends in the bar and your, your buddies who all have well, the same issues as you talking a, little, but, a similar but way. Media, and, but the media used to be, and now, of course, it, it, it's it's reflection of the entire media. If you, you know, you watch Fox or you want to watch MSNBC or, or whatever uh, because you want to get biofeedback, uh, legitimizing your own views. I mean, it's a serious problem, I think. So, hey, we're almost out of time. So, this is the thing. In the end, if you have a situation where we hate the president for, for presumably good reason, because... Why presumably? I'm saying, I'm going to stipulate that it's, oh, it's okay. for good reason, and um, we complain that he doesn't do enough to fight racism and hate. And then he gives a speech where he says a lot of bad things, a lot of critical things about racism and hate. And then we still want to make sure that the New York Times headline about that speech can't say that he fought racism and hate. We're spiraling down into a, a ridiculous no-win situation. Of course, it's cutting your nose off to spite your face. Where, where though, doesn't, we don't even, we, we actually, I believe, people hate him so much, they would prefer that he not say anything bad because no matter what comes out of his mouth, he's going to get criticized. Now, mm. it, maybe Fred is right. If, if he actually said what I thought was pretty damn good, what Fred said about what he, his remarks should be, maybe he would have, if, some people would have been like, all right, you know, enough. Listen, I think the majority still would have thought he was disingenuous. No, no, I'd say I would after it, I said, I didn't write this, but I did say if, if he came out and said the following tomorrow... I would be cool with that. And of course he didn't. And I said that knowing that he wasn't going to. Yeah, but would... why is it that I knew that he wasn't going to? The, which is the kind of thing, by the way, that almost any other... That's side hustle. I guess so. <laughs> but that almost any other president in this situation would, would have done. I mean, remember when, when Obama, there was, I think somebody got beheaded overseas and Obama showed up at a press conference wearing a tan suit. And for the entire day, Fox went on about how this showed disrespect, that this guy had been beheaded by ISIS, and Obama shows up in a tan suit. I mean, that, that was kind of the standard of, well, let's find something to be outraged. Oh, they always did it to him. They, what, remember he wouldn't wear a lapel pin, Obama? Yeah. Well, no, actually, I think he did that. I think he wore one pretty early on because he was getting shit for it. And he said, okay, what's the big deal? And that was one of the things I kind of liked about him, that he didn't wear the lapel pin. Interestingly, see, McCain didn't wear one either, but who's going to doubt the... the, uh, Yeah, well, and I I liked it because I like people who don't let themselves get pushed around. I liked that. I was kind of of impressed by the, uh, was it Ryan? Guy in one of the Democratic debates, he didn't put his hand over his heart during the... Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wow, look at that! On the other hand, when it came to the police issues, um, and it's funny because it's coming back to me now, people, people accused Obama, they, and, and it was just as plausible in a way that because he kind of spoke, uh, <clears throat> got out ahead of himself on this Ferguson thing, then those cops got shot in uh, They blamed Texas. him for police shootings. Well, they, they said that his rhetoric... Yeah. Incited violence against police, well, right? added to this resentment, which it certainly did. And that doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't have the right to say it. Now, in retrospect, after we find out actually that Darren Wilson was totally exonerated, actually exonerated by Eric Holder's report, it's even a more bitter thing because Obama was actually on the wrong side of it. Michael Brown was lying. And um, according to Obama's attorney general. Michael but, Brown was dead. But, what's that? He was dead. 
I'm sorry. The people, the people who said uh, uh, um, that his uh, uh, that he was saying stand up don't shoot were lying. I'm, I, his mother. I, I don't want to say because it because it, it sounds like I'm speaking um, heartlessly about someone who died. Because he, so I, I don't mean to do that. Other than to say that the the cop was completely exonerated, and all the witnesses turned out to have been not telling the truth. The forensic evidence basically proved it. So, uh, and Obama actually never. Even after that came out, Obama never said anything to try to tamp down the resentment of the police. He didn't even have the balls to say, listen, I know what I said back then, but Eric Holder, my attorney general, looked into this, and I got to admit, we were wrong what we, did to, what we said about this cop. So they're not all profiles in courage. Trump may be the worst of them, but even Obama, you know, failed that test in my mind. So whatever, they're, they're politicians. That's well, my opinion about it. Trump is way worse. Way, way, way worse. Okay, I admire it. Obama's character, always have. But that, that really disappointed me. On that issue, he, he, didn't have the, he didn't have what it took to just come out and say, listen, I just want everybody to know this, this cop was innocent. He couldn't bring himself to You know, that. one thing, uh, not the least pernicious aspect of Trump's presidency is that he consumes and sets out to consume the entire bandwidth of attention. That's the Every, media's fault. Well, part of it is. But here we are. There's a zillion things that we could be talking about, and probably nine-tenths of what we've talked about today is Trump. Trump, 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 Trump. And so I noticed, did you notice this? Michael Bennett, who is the Colorado governor and one of the also-ran Democratic candidates, who's about to get cut out of debates, uh, he he had a he tweeted today. I think I think this is this is one of the most compelling uh, campaign uh, slogans I've ever heard. He said, "Elect me president, and you won't have to pay any attention to me for two weeks at a time. I will keep my eye on North Korea, and in this trade war, you can spend more time with your families and live your life." And I'm thinking, God. This is really what a lot of people want. You know, I, you, I go to parties that are not necessarily with a lot of political people, and three-quarters of the conversation is about Trump. I really do think that a lot of people just, however you define where the temperature is mm. coming from, just want the temperature to be brought down. Look, I don't look, want look at comedy. Stand-up comedy is exactly like that. We're, we're sick of making jokes well, about it. We're tired wanna, of it. We're tired of it. I don't want to. I'm a political person. I don't want to talk about politics all the time. But you know, know who doesn't want the temperature to come down? Well, the media, of course. I'm both Fox nor MSNBC. No. And look, I'm I'm a part of this too. All Clickbait. all media all media outlets, and Trump has said this too, and he's right. All media outlets have done very very good uh, in the age of Trump. Yeah. So in all this, there's a big part of me that feels that this is going to continue after Trump is gone. But if nobody wanted to watch and read then they would stop. It's irresistible. So the point is that they're responding to what they know people want to hear anyway. Like, for, I bet, like, you know, I say, Jesus Christ, Trump all the time, can't you spend five minutes on what's going on in India or whatever? My assumption is, and my guess is, you say, okay, now, uh, waiting for the press conference, we're going to cut to so-and-so in, in Thailand to talk about... I think people would Oh, you would mean switch. the BBC News? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Al Jazeera. People, people, people would switch. People would really, switch the channel. Yeah. Is it really so hard for them to just 
say to themselves, okay, I'm going to write this. What would my smart, if they even have, maybe they don't even have any like smart friends that disagree with them. <laughs> no, like what, but well, that's no, every, everybody has a token guy on the other side. Fox yeah. has Shepard Smith. No, I'm saying as a reporter, like if I was writing something and I, I know the kind of things and I try to be careful not to let my opinions get away from me. So I would say to myself, okay, what would Fred, if I, if I let Fred, what would Fred say about this? Fred would say, oh, you left out that, but you left out the part right afterwards where he made this mitigating statement. Sure. So I'm your ideal reader. That, that's no, good to I, know. But yeah. I say, I could channel that myself. And I say, well, that's legitimate. And I would put that in the article. Listen, I What's think, so hard for them well, but look, to, to, to write a little bit with a little bit no, of balance? Forget about headlines and everything. If you read... Well, because that doesn't uh, sell to the audience no, no, they're no, selling no, to. No, you know? I, I, just, I don't think that's what it is. No, I disagree no? with this. If you read the stories, especially the news stories in the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, they're by and large nuanced and subtle and do go into that. You might disagree that, oh, this is in the 17th paragraph. It should have been in the fourth paragraph. That matters. And it does matter. I say this a lot. And it can be said by a lot of ways, but I don't think there's anything, <clears throat> I don't think there's anything quite as deliberate as people think there is about this. I don't know if it's Or deliberate. as agenda setting. If you, if you, if you, even that article that people complained about the headline, you read the article itself it, it, it went through all the various things. But about I what read was... one-tenth of the articles that I see headlines for. I know. That's the problem. And they know that, you know. Yeah, but... but they're, not, they're not doing us any But service. as I say, nobody, nobody is sitting there carefully crafting a headline. There's not enough time for that. These are done very, very quickly, and usually by, sometimes even by people in the layout department who have no editorial responsibility whatsoever. It's a technical matter. This is the right. space. A lot of this is search engine optimization. Well, I mean, that's true, too. These things go yeah. online first, yeah. and there may very well be an intention to generate clicks. In a, I don't know whether that's well, true of the not Times. Not the Times, no. But, it's, but I'm just, <laughs> well, I don't know. And no, I, I, mean, I certainly can't say, but all I can say is that uh, digital media has yeah, changed the, the quaint, though compelling picture of headline uh, that's creation. True. It's not some guy putting... Uh, so. Although there was, a, there was an article, and people can go read it, in Politico about the inside story of this particular New York Times headline. It's that an interesting piece. Well, I'd like to read that, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're at an hour. Anybody else, any other issue you want to talk about? I, I have one last point. To, sure. To go to your very first point. Please. And, uh, because I've been, I wasn't invited on this podcast, and I, I shouldn't, I'm, I wasn't invited we on We should do another one about foreign policy, because <laughs> we got so trumped out by this. But, go ahead. but I was just going to say that uh, in okay. terms of the numbers, you, you were comparing... 2015 numbers with 2018 numbers, and that is a really good impulse, Noam. But what you really needed to do, if you looked at the numbers as I have, is you would go to prior to Obama, to Obama. It was during the Obama administration that the white supremacist, racist hate crimes started its very steep upward march. And it was probably the same impulse that, uh, at least in part, not entirely, but in part, gave rise to Trump's election to begin with. Lash, backlash, lash, bash, backlash. So if you looked before 15 to 14, and you'd have to go back to really Oklahoma before City. Obama to see, well, Oklahoma City, obviously a big thing, but that, you know, you'd have to... Really, it started building after Obama became president, and especially during his second term, a kind of a, a coiling, roiling rage that uh, gave rise to those emotions. And then they were given more permission in the Trump era. But that's why the numbers weren't that different. Well, that, that sounds certainly uh, 
plausible to me. I, I do wish that somebody would put a number on the group that we're talking about. Somebody would speculate about it because as I wrote to Fred earlier, the, the second, uh, the first anniversary of the march in, in Charlottesville, the Unite the Right march, only 20 people showed up. Yeah. No, that was, that was written though. Where did you hear about no, that? I'm, yeah, I, no, I know, yeah. I know it was written, but I'm yeah. saying that to me was an indication that there's some relationship between that 20 people and how big this movement really is. And it, it may, it, a very, you, it's a very, very small easy to move. go on the special, uh, you know, 4chan type sites that these guys go on. We did a whole thing on covering racism and where you need to go to hear racists right. talk, and they were told to stay away. Right. But it could, it could be hundreds of people who can kill 30, 40 people a year. Yeah. It could be thousands, it could be 10,000 people, you know. But it's funny, I see everybody like flip. On both sides, they flip. Because when we used to talk about Islam, and people want to talk about the threat of is Muslim terrorists. Mm -hmm. They say, "Oh no, it's just a, how can you? It's just a tiny, minuscule number." And people yeah, say, yeah. "Yeah, but a minuscule number is is still significant." Mm -hmm. No, no. So, so you see, depending on whose ox is gored, how everybody starts to then take on the well, legitimate logic of the people they were. Because this is all these both sides have a point here. But the difference is that when people talked about radical Islamic terrorism and demanding that that phrase be used. That it, it was used as rationales for all kinds of policies that really didn't address. That's the what that's what we're, they're hoping for now with uh, the white terrorism. Uh, hardly, they're not going to stop white start, people, but yeah, they will gonna, stop Islamic people. No, but they're going to start um, uh, that's surveillance of people and whatever yeah, it is. And listen, these things do get. Abused. I have to say, you know, surveillance—it's an interesting term. Maybe America's planning to go to war with Sweden or something. Uh, that's I what think, it is. Do you know what I mean? They're like, yeah, maybe there's blonde, an oil resource out there they I, want I to send it in the Norway is a country all these that wasn't a uh, 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 shit country. I hope they are doing <laughs> surveillance to be, to be well, honest. Well, that's the thing. You know, remember the days when people said, oh my God, they're putting up cameras everywhere. And now people want cameras. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and by the way, I that's think... That's the first I, thing they pull out when anything happens. And I think it's also a legitimate point that in a public space... Privacy cannot be assumed. I mean, the Fourth Amendment does not extend to to whether people are looking at what you're doing while you're out on a public street. When there was a lot of talk, I agree with you, when there was a lot of talk about doing extra surveillance of mosques, where we know a lot of uh, hateful speech was going on, I was uh, on the side of thinking, well, that listen, that's the facts, and that's what we need to do. And that well, and the NYPD like had that. A... And I feel the same way about these white but, I, but I'm hoping that the people who oppose, I want to, I'm interested to see how the people who oppose the surveillance of the mosques well, but you know, are now going to justify the surveillance of but, the white but, groups. But I don't know how many people, you know, it's the interesting thing about the, you know, at the time when the FBI had, a, was really not very good with counterterrorism, the NYPD had a crackerjack counterterrorism unit. It's about 100 people who were really well trained. It was run by some former CIA guy and a former FBI guy. And they had a lot of, because at one thing, the FBI wasn't hiring Muslims to do this because, oh, well, who knows? He might be a bad guy. Right. Whereas the, the new NYPD was saying they went to, with the, with the, part, with the cooperation of imams in these mosques, they, they were doing surveillance. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, it was a controversial thing. And it's nothing that you want to publicize for a variety of reasons. But I think, and this is a whole other subject, but I think there's a lot more tolerance uh, for uh, careful, well-vetted surveillance than there used to be, in part, by the way, because everybody is used to it now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Facebook knows more about you than the NSA does, I assure you. 
certainly knows what I'm going to look like when I'm 60 years old. So. <laughs> um, on that note, I've got to shoot as well. Go ahead. I, I really hope that the problem is smaller than people fear it is. I hope that the 20 people who showed up to this march is an indication that it's a small but very dangerous group and it's not some big well, As Brooke said, movement. they were shooed away by these radical sites. She said, don't go, don't go. So who knows? Yeah, so maybe, but question is, so if they hadn't been, would there be 100? You know, it's still, it's still small numbers when I compare it to Nick, here's Nick Griffin is saying, like Nick Griffin at the Fat Black Pussycat tomorrow would draw more people than the Unite to Write March did being publicized for a month, you know? So it, it does say something. It says, well, it says two things. It says something about how many people there are and how, you know, intense they are about it. But it's scary shit, you know? I mean, my God. It, it doesn't it, take many to, yeah. It doesn't. And, and it makes, like, my wife, we're afraid to let our, our daughters getting older. We're afraid to let yeah. her go to a concert. For, you know, yeah. And um, yeah. no, this, is, this is the definition of terror, right? Yeah, it, that's right. It is. And, and, I, and I rejected most of these, and still do, most of these things being called white terrorism or, or domestic terrorism, like the Las Vegas thing. But this clearly is. This yeah. has an agenda. And the, the, I think it's very good if the word terrorism is kept for shooting with a political agenda. Otherwise, yeah, it, it yes. loses its meaning. Because, you know, it gets used for any time, any mass yeah. shooting. It's terrorist. not just because somebody hates his mother and wants yeah. to go kill a lot of people. That's not... Although if it has that effect... If, if it's your terrorizing, kid is a, if but it's not a terrorist. Yeah. Okay, that's a good yeah. distinction. I, I, in my opinion. No, I think you're right. It gives me a little clarity in how to think about it. I, I think All that's right. fair. Fred, I want to thank you. Actually, you become actually a very dear friend, and I, you know, I, I always feel my my bugging Fred. I'm bugging Fred, but I, but I see. I think he likes the the exchange. I like coming to the club for free. No, no, but uh, you know, you you have people. It's almost a cliche that people don't have friends who disagree with them. People can't that's true. Uh, disagree. We ought to go on, Maybe we can do stuff. a speaking tour. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But um, and, and but you know, it's it's an interesting thing about people you disagree with. Just like all kinds of biases. We only argue about the things we disagree with. So, it, so who knows what other stuff we disagree about? Right, but in other words, the things that we all that we agree with, which is oh. probably ninety nine percent of things, we don't ninety ninety three percent of things. We don't talk about those things because right. not interesting to talk about. It's like, yeah. yeah, of course, the things that are the things that are interesting because we both enjoy it is the things that we don't agree with. But that can um, give a false impression That's of. Right. Two people actually disagreeing with each other about everything. No, we probably think the same thing about most things. There are plenty of people who send me emails like yours that I don't respond to. Oh, that, that, see, now that's flattering <laughs> as hell. <laughs> Anybody I know? I, I don't think so. Anybody famous? All right. Well, I, I hope I'm one of the smarter ones. Brooke, it's, it's nice to see you as always. Sorry for uh, busting in. Why are you apologizing? It's, it's great radio and it's, it adds to the conversation. Special thanks to Zach. Of, of, of Fred Kaplan at Slate Magazine. Uh, Brooke, you want to give your Twitter handle? You tweet? Uh, you do sometimes. I'm at uh, OTM Brooke, but it's much better to go to the at on the media because that's more interesting. Uh, I'm at Slate.com. My Twitter feed is FM Kaplan. Do you, do you tweet? I do. You don't know that? Oh, my God. I don't. I don't the only time I ever see a tweet is when somebody sends it to me. I don't follow Twitter. Oh, okay. Good night, everybody.